This is a presentation of DSP Media. All right, folks, time for the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Jeff Tito Thitoff. Follow me on Twitter at Fit Happens. Thanks so much for tuning in. It's always a great day to be a Buckeye. Uh, talk college ball playoff rankings first. They came out on Tuesday. Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, Ohio State, the top four, followed by Cincinnati, Michigan, Michigan State, Oklahoma, Notre Dame, Oklahoma State. I don't have a problem with these rankings as of this week, although I'm not as impressed uh, with Oregon as others seem to be. A good number of the teams in the top 10 uh, will actually be able to uh, control their own destinies, in my opinion. And I, I think if Oregon wins out, they still have a chance of getting bumped out if some of these other teams, again, win out also. Um, the loss to Stanford was bad, and I'm not convinced they'll win when they take on Utah on the road on November 20th. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, they all control their own fates. I think if Michigan or Michigan State defeat Ohio State and then win the Big Ten title game, they'll get in as one-loss conference champs. Oklahoma, all those eight right now, uh, they face uh, quite the gauntlet in the last few games of the season because they've got to play. Um, they're at number 13, Baylor. They're home against a dangerous Iowa State team, and they are at uh, number 10, Oklahoma State. And then they have a conference championship game against potentially one of those teams again. Um, if they can win out, they are more than worthy, uh, more and definitely more worthy than Oregon or Cincinnati, regardless of what the Ducks and the Bearcats do going forward. All right, let's get to Purdue, Michigan State. Or, I'm sorry, Purdue, Ohio State. Uh, they face off Saturday in Columbus at 3.30 Eastern time. Uh, the, the Buckeyes didn't look great at Nebraska last week. Um, while Purdue's newly christened name, the spoiler makers are calling them now, uh, knocked Michigan State out of the top three in the CFP with a win over the visiting Spartans. The Buckeyes are favored right now by around 20 points, which seems like a big number considering Purdue has two wins against top five teams already this year. Now, that being said, Ryan Day is undefeated, 21-0 in Big Ten Conference games, 2-0 in conference title games also, so really 23-0. and um, And it, it is worth noting the last Big Ten team to beat Ohio State was the upset in West Lafayette back in 2018 at the hands of the Purdue Boilermakers. The Buckeyes' offense has sputtered a bit the past uh, two weeks. They had to settle for four field goals against um, the last two games, both against uh, four against Penn State and then also four against uh, Nebraska. Um, that's where I'm at this point with, of this incredible offensive machine that the offensive problem is too many field goals, not too many turnovers, not lack of scoring, but too many field goals is what the problem is for this offense, which is a good problem to have um, if you're still winning games. They've scored 28 out of 29 red zone appearances so far this year, and the Buckeyes are second in the nation scoring at just under 45 points a game. So I'm not worried about the offense. On defense, the Silver Bullets are now 15th in the nation against the run, allowing 107.6 yards per game. Think how far they've come from where they started the season. All the problems they had, um, stopping the run against Minnesota, stopping Oregon, all the problems they had early on now, they are 15th in the country. And uh, um, with just, like I said, 100 um with, with just under 108 yards per game. The defense held Nebraska to their lowest total yards in a game this season. The Huskers came in averaging 470 yards a game, and they finished with just 361 against the Buckeyes. We always knew the Buckeyes had a loaded receiver room full of talent, and that showed against Nebraska. Garrett Wilson, uh, likely first-round pick in next year's NFL draft, was out of the game for undisclosed reasons, and uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba stepped in and set a school record with 15 receptions, and he came within 13 yards of tying Terry Glenn's school record of 253 receiving yards. Now, so the offense is going to be fine. I'm not worried about it. Purdue comes in 
with a balanced receiver core as well. They've got eight Boilermakers who have at least 15 receptions and 100 receiving yards so far this season. Lead dog, David Bell. He's got 64 catches for just over 1,000 yards. In the win last week, um, Bell had 11 receptions for 217 yards. Quarterback Aiden O'Connell for the Boilermakers threw for 536 yards. Um, The running game won't be a factor for Purdue, at least. In just two of their nine games, they've been able to get over 88 yards as a team. 80 yards as a team in just two of their nine games. They're not going to be able to run the ball against Ohio State. It'll be a situation where Purdue will have to pass the ball to compete. They'll pass off, and I think the Buckeyes will force turnovers. Speaking of turnovers, the Purdue defense has been much more opportunistic lately. Uh, They've got at least two turnovers, two takeaways, I should say, in each of the last four games, racking up a total of 14 in that time, and they took uh, two of those in for touchdowns, two of the 14. So this comes on the heels of getting just two in the first five games total for the Purdue defense. So they are certainly on the right path now. All that being said, I expect the Buckeyes to win this game with considerably more ease than the last two contests with Penn State and Nebraska. Uh, 20 is a big number. I think the Buckeyes can cover it. I don't, I'm not confident enough to bet the, the number on that, the 20 points. I think that's, uh, that's a big number for this Purdue team uh, for Ohio State to cover against them. But they're playing at home. If it's in West Lafayette, it's a different story. But they're playing at home. So um, I look for Ohio State's role in this game. And as far as the playoff uh, purposes, keep an eye on Michigan-Penn State. Uh, they kick off at noon in uh, State College, noon Eastern time. I know Buckeye fans don't want to hear this. But it'll be better for OSU if the Wolverines are undefeated until that Saturday after Thanksgiving up in Ann Arbor uh, when the Buckeyes take on Michigan. All right, let's talk hoops for a moment. The men open the regular season with a narrow 67-66 to win over Akron um, at Ohio State. Zed Key had to convert a layup at the buzzer to secure the win. Key had a career-high 14 points. EJ Liddell, all-world, 25 points, 11 rebounds. Um, freshman uh, Malachi Branham, he uh, logged the fifth-most minutes for the Buckeyes in the game. He played more than 24 minutes, had seven points, six rebounds, three assists. And he was playing quite a bit down the stretch, a good sign uh, as far as for what they anticipate they can get from him this year. The Buckeyes host Niagara tonight at 7 o'clock. Uh, despite the sluggish performance uh, against a team that is nowhere near the OSU level on talent, there's no reason to be alarmed. It's the first game of the season. We've said before regarding the football team, I've said this also, it's much easier to work on things after a win than after a loss. So, uh, I'm not worried at all about the the 67 to 66 narrow win. I I look for steps to be made, uh, strides to be taken at the game against Niagara tonight. Niagara, by the way, is coached by Greg Paulus. Name probably sounds familiar. Former Duke uh, Duke point guard, Syracuse quarterback, and assistant coach with the with the Buckeye basketball team. So he comes into town, Niagara and Ohio State, first time they've ever met. The OSU women and coach Kevin McGuff picked up three signees this week: uh, Kaya Henderson from New York. Uh, Cotty McMahon, she's from Centerville, Ohio, and Maya Perry from Reynoldsburg, Ohio, uh, right by Ohio State, uh, very close to the Ohio State campus. Um, Perry's a 5'11 guard. She averaged 15 points a game last year. McMahon's a six-foot-tall forward. She scored 20.2 points per game last year. And 5'6 guard Henderson scored at a 24.7 per game clip uh, for her school in uh, New York. So uh, three signees, that's a big deal for the Buckeyes, and they're they're all going to be uh, solid contributors to this Buckeye program. Uh, the season opener just on Wednesday, the Lady Buckeyes defeated Bucknell 71-48. J.C. Sheldon scored 20 points, and uh, the Buckeyes are off and rolling. Uh, they host Norfolk uh, Norfolk State on Sunday, the Buckeyes women team. So you have the men playing Friday night, the football team playing Saturday, the women playing Sunday, all on campus. 
So it's a, a great weekend for the, for the Buckeyes and a, a lot of chances for give the football team if they can go out there and take care of business against Purdue. We'll see what happens with the other games across the country. But I believe Ohio State controls their own destiny through all this. And as long as they win out, uh, win the Big Ten title, then they're going to be in the playoff. And they'll probably be the three seed, I think, is how all that playing out, if all that uh, transpires. So they could be the two seed, depending on how Georgia-Alabama finish. So uh, that's it for the Buckeye Blitz. I'm Jeff Tito Thidoff at Thid Happens. Uh, go Bucks this weekend, and I'll be back uh, soon. We'll recap everything that goes on in this uh, this weekend full of Buckeye games. 